Hello and welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear the wisdom and experiences of incredible women in science and technology. My aim with these conversations that you'll hear on this show is to bring out the humanness of STEM, science, technology, engineering and maths. I myself grew up in a very STEMI household where we were always encouraged to be curious and ask loads of questions about the world around us. As a result, I ended up studying mechanical engineering at university, which is a great subject for understanding how the world works. By the end of my studies, I was able to mathematically model very chaotic behaviour such as turbulence, but it was only after university that life itself taught me that not everything can be explained with a neat mathematical equation. Life doesn't always unfold in a straight line and there are lots of twists and turns along the way. And here on Innovation, I want to hear how other women deal with this. This week, I talked to Maria Ardilla, who's an energy engineer. My name is Maria Ardilla. I'm from Colombia. I'm an energy engineer. And actually, uh, I'm studying now in my master's in energy and environmental technologies and economics at City University in London. At the moment, I'm just finishing my master's and I'm writing my dissertation. So I'm passionate about climate change, environmental technologies, and how different governments are trying to move forward net zero by 2050. So I think it's a really good time like to be involved in this type of opportunities and topics that are, for example, are growing in the UK. Yeah, I mean, energy is such a massive subject and, you know, it's really been at the centre of climate change and there seems to be, well, there's always been like a real push to try and make energy more green. Why did you specifically want to get into something like this? Because I think that now there are many different goals that wants to be, that they want to be achieved at some point. So we need to start now because otherwise it would be impossible to do it. So there are different technologies and developments that are being like taking part now. So I feel that being a woman makes a difference when you are trying to work with different engineering topics and you can give a different perspective. So I think that the government here is very inclusive. And I was really impressed with the amount, well, the number of women that are working towards this. So I think that it's really important and interesting for me to use my knowledge, to be part, to make changes, to give ideas, to be part of the innovation. So we are trying at the moment in the energy sector to just renovate it to make um, it uh, scalable, accessible, but also to make some engagement from population because it's not only about corporates, it's also about individuals. So I think that there is a lot to do yet. So that's why I'm, I'm really passionate about that and I want to be involved in this kind of topics. So when you were a little girl, did you think, oh, this is what I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> no, actually, I wanted to be a vet. So, <laughs> uh, but then after a few years, and of course, I was growing out, I was growing, I was seeing like my environment. I grew up in a country 
like where I was surrounded of beautiful nature. So of course I wanted to keep it like that and I wanted to, well, to make it sustainable. So I started to look for different programs and it took for me one year to decide what I wanted to do because I didn't want to make any mistake. I said, well, I'm trying to guide my life in the correct path. So I think it's important to me to analyze and to see what I really want to do. After that, I found this program in my hometown, Bukaramanga, uh, and I love it. Honestly, I, it was very useful for me. Uh, the professors there were really supportive. So I never imagined myself when I was maybe a little 10 years old girl uh, talking about this type of topics or doing a master's in London. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, at the moment, I'm very grateful and feeling really happy to be in the place I am now. What's it been like for you? Because I'm assuming it must be very male dominated. So what's it been like for you as a woman in engineering? Yeah, um, actually, I was, we were like four women only in my undergraduate program. So, so it's class. dominated. So, of course, sometimes they were very like patient and trying to be like to make us feel comfortable. But sometimes you just realize that you, you don't have that much um, support from them. And it's hard because you need to deal with that and you need to show them that. If you are a woman, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that you are weak or that you don't know what you are doing. Uh, so sometimes, yeah, I think that you need to stand up for yourself and you need to show them, not only with words, but with acts, to show them that you are capable. And it's not uh, a question of gender. It's just about knowledge, about skills, about interpersonal relations. And I think that it's, we are still working on that. We are still trying to do our best, uh, but yeah, sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, it's hard, but we are still doing it. <laughs> so how have you actually pushed through that? Because it does remind me of my engineering days where there was 139 of us in mechanical engineering and eight or nine of us were girls. Um, and there were times where it was very frustrating being different from the crowd. Um, how do you actually cope with that? Because there are probably other women who are in a minority. Um, you know, what kind of advice would you give them in coping with that? Well, uh, my advice would be to be constant, to be patient and to look after yourself don't think about the stereotypes. Don't think about what uh, the, for example, in developing countries, is more remarkable that that oh, women is to be studying. Uh, I don't know uh, other type of uh, undergraduates, but not engineering. So think that just being constant, just follow your dreams, show the world that you are capable, and do what you love. So even if you are in the middle of one hundred men. Just keep there, be patient, uh, be proud of what you are doing because it makes you it makes you different and it makes you like to stand out. So I think that 
that's my advice, just to be very constant for, and follow your dreams. So what are your dreams? Well, my dream now, well, I am, is to be part of this amazing energy transition, to be part of uh, the way that the world is moving towards sustainability, net zero, to cleaner and greener uh, types of energy generation. But also, I love to include women because I, from my experience, I knew how difficult sometimes it was. And I think that if when we find, for example, support from other networks and we see that there are more women like fighting for this, doing everything to stand and to include more people and to make it look normal, um, I think that that makes me happy. Also, the fact that I'm from a developing country, I'm from Colombia, so many people think, oh, maybe you are not capable, but no, we are. <laughs> so being a woman in a, from developing country um, with an engineering background, it's like hard, but it's not impossible to achieve my dreams. So I'm looking for that. I think that I've been showing people what I am, what I like, and what I would like to, to achieve. So I think that that's at, at the moment, I think I'm, I'm in the right country uh, to achieve that, to show people what I like, what I am, and what I'm looking for, of course. It really sounds like you are someone who um, wants to fly the flag for what is possible. Um, which is really inspiring because, you know, that takes a lot of strength and courage. Um, are there any, do you ever have any times where you just are like, this is too hard? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'm doing everything to achieve my goals. But Sometimes you, you feel that it is too far, like it's just like it seems impossible. But when you feel like that, I think that you just need to stop a bit. You just need to rest and to analyze and to look at your past and see, okay, look what all the things I've been doing. So I'm not going to stop. <laughs> it's like keep going, keep doing it. Uh, because we are humans and it's normal to feel like it's so hard. Maybe I should change it. I should stop it. But I think that everything is what we are doing is with a purpose. So we don't need to forget that. Even if, they, if we are around many difficulties, we need just to remember what we like, where we want to see ourselves in the future. And sometimes it's good to take a break, to rest, to rest to be inspired again and keep going. So what are examples of things that um, are difficult? For example, in my case, uh, I, for me, it has been like, uh, I, I've been trying to achieve something and I've been doing many steps. So in my case, just coming to the UK was difficult uh, because it was a process. So like visas, applications, improving my English, uh, showing, uh, taking a really hard exam to be accepted in my university. Then, of course, like learning the structures or the ways that here uh, 
people evaluate you because it's completely different. So I think that is adapting yourself to new things. It's very difficult. Uh, it's difficult, of course, to be involved with a different con culture. So that's hard. And but it's 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 good at the same time because it makes you grow. It makes you gain some experience. It makes you open your mind. So for me, these difficulties uh, are remarkable in my life, for example. What's the best bits about what you do? I think that the best bits are like the people I've met, um, all the opportunities that they have been showing me, how they are encouraging me, and how, for example, different countries, they have different things to offer you, how different cultures, um, they can give you a new perspective. So that's what I love, honestly. I love that. I love how we can change lives because that's really important. At the end, it's not only about, okay, yeah, we are helping companies to grow, companies to be more profitable, but it's also how we can improve people's quality of life so that's something that really 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 makes me feel happy so what you're doing you know required stem subjects science technology engineering and math so you were probably uh, a kid or a student at school that was more in the sciences than the arts right I'm assuming mm -hmm. yeah so was that unusual for where you came from like you know because there is a tendency for stereotypes um, where boys are more into the sciences and girls are not. Like, how did you experience that? I think that from my experience is I could, like, see those challenges. Uh, like, oh, but why do you want to study this if you are a girl? Like, why don't you go for communications or or stylish or psychology or and I said well because I like this because if I'm an engineer it doesn't mean that I need to look like a boy uh, because I also love girls things of course like nice clothes my makeup my hair things like that but it doesn't mean that I'm not capable to study uh, math physics chemistry um, I saw that and I think that, yeah, it's still, it's still a big gap there when stereotypes are still remarkable and people are still looking at you like, wow, you are an engineer, you. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I can do it. So I think that, yeah, gender is, is nothing at the end. It doesn't mean that you, you can do the things that, passionate you so it's funny isn't it when um, people go really you an engineer like how does that work um do you ever feel kind of pressure then because you know sometimes you know when you're feeling good and you're you know maybe passing an exam and someone says what you and you're like yeah me but then there are days when like maybe you're struggling and then people go what you and you're like yeah, I'm not really sure I can do this, actually. Like, how how do you get through those days? That are challenging. Yeah. Well, where you just think, maybe I do fit the stereotype. Maybe girls can't do this. 
Sometimes. Do you ever get that? Maybe you don't. Yeah, yeah. No, sometimes I did, of course. Sometimes I was struggling, for example, when I was studying. And I was like, oh, maybe, yeah, people were right. Uh, we are not, like, we don't fit in this type of areas or with these um, topics. But I think that when I had those thoughts, I said, well, no, I'm, I'm not allowing people and thoughts to be in my head. So then I started to believe that. And I said, no, 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 no. I had to block all these comments and say, no, I'm capable and I will do it. And it was hard, of course, because, it, because you are a, a man doesn't mean that you don't have to study. You have to. So when I was seeing that all of us as a team, we were studying together, we were struggling with the same things. I said, well, I'm not the only one. So also they are struggling with the same things I am. And I had a very supportive uh, group of friends uh, at uni so that they were like, no, 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 what are you doing? Or what are you saying? You can do it. And it's important to be some, those kind of people around you to remind you that you can. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given by maybe friends or family or professional advice? I think that the best piece is just like to trust yourself. I think so, is to, to trust yourself and to see that anything that you can imagine, you can do it. I, for me, I was like, no, why are you saying I'm not, I can maybe do a master's in the UK. I'm not capable or I'm not capable of doing, of studying an engineering program. But then that advice was really, really useful. Like trust yourself that you can do it. And still for, even for my personal life, it's like for anything I want, I, I need to keep remind, remember me, I can do it and I trust myself. So that's, that's one of the most important advices that I've, I've been using in the last few years. How do you keep yourself mentally fit and strong? Well, there are a few times, uh, mostly in COVID time, where I was, I was forgetting my mental health and myself because I had like the whole day to study and I was waking up and then going back to uh, bed really late. And I was just in front of the screen all the time. So I had to stop and say, okay, I'm a person. And even if I'm studying or if I'm working of any type of activity I'm doing, I need to find time for myself. So I started to have breaks and to share with friends or to share with my family, to have talks, to ask to try to forget about the things I do and remember that I also am a person and I, I have some hobbies and I like some type of music, of movies or podcasts. So I, I think it's important also to find some time for yourself and do some activities that you can enjoy. And I think that that's, that's really, really, really important. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, what's been the most humbling experience you've ever had in life? Oh, humbling. I think that it was when I was doing my internship in my hometown. Because, of course, I was new. I was just a student and I was in the real, like, real world. I When you stop, like, studying and you go and face some companies or firms or you see the industry, you are just like, wow, you are facing reality. So I think that it was there when I had to learn, when I had to be stronger, when I had to just to trust myself and to show them because sometimes you are just like doubting about the things you know because you never like think that they will agree or not because you are just junior. So I think that life is about experiences and learning about them. Even if you make mistakes, it doesn't mean that you are bad. The good thing is that to, to have people like around just to support you. So I think it was when I started my first uh, professional experience. It was really hard. <laughs> and you got through it and you're like stronger for it and more experienced. And I can see yeah, that it really yeah. enriched you as a human being to have gone through that experience. Absolutely. I think that um, I at some point I started to see like, the not negative, but the things that weren't as good as you wanted to stop seeing them as a, like that they were affecting your life, but no, they were encouraging you, teaching you, and I started to see them in a better perspective. Like, I'm not going to be stuck because of it. I will continue moving and I will continue learning. So I think it, it was really, it was a really nice experience for me. That's so awesome. So Maria, as a human being, you know, as a woman, what do you think is your ultimate superpower? My superpower, I think that I care too much about people. <laughs> I care too much. Um, I like to listen to them. I'm a really good um I like working with in teams, in different teams. I like to see the way that they are. So my superpower is that is helping them, is listen to them, because we think that as individuals, we are just like, oh, having an, just one word. But we forget that we need to support people. We need to rem remind them how awesome they are. So I like to do that. I like to listen to them, to encourage them, to see you can do it, to try to convey some positive energy. So I think that that's maybe my superpower. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> so you're doing a master's in engineering right now. Um, are you working alongside or you're purely studying? Well, I was studying only, but... Because of the lockdown, I started to work part-time uh, while looking for a job in my, in my area. So I'm, I've been like studying in the mornings and then working in the evenings um, in a cafe next to my house. 
And I've been like realizing that there is there is a lot to do like for many people they think that you can do that like oh you are working you are studying you are looking for a job how can you do that so it's like it's just to be determined <laughs> because if you want you can do it is the only I can say so in my career now yeah it's hard because sometimes of course I have to organize my time really really good um And I need to study, but at the same time, I need to organize some interviews uh, for job positions to start in the following months. Uh, so that's that's been me, my career at the moment. So it's quite intense. I think so. I think it's, it's intense. It's time demanding as well. Yeah, it sounds it. I mean, in terms of your academic career journey, then what's that been like? Has it been a smooth road? I don't think so. I think it hasn't been too smooth uh, because, <laughs> because, for example, uh, I think that when I started at uni, um, I wanted to do some internships. So I was just looking for people to help me. And of course, we see here the stereotypes and I, uh, that those companies they were looking for a man not for a woman and oh is that because they are not they are not too strong and maybe they complain too much and we need someone just to do the job they are very sensitive and i felt that it was a little bit challenging but after war, well after all the situation i found a really nice company very supportive uh, very very like You are a woman, but you are intelligent, you are capable. So starting from that, it wasn't that smooth. And now in the UK, of course, it has been also a bit difficult because I'm a foreign student. So I need a company that would like to sponsor me and to see that, like, I need to show them how I'm, why I deserve that position, why I'm different, why... Um, I'm the most skilled person that they can um, hire. So I think it has been quite intense in that uh, level. But as I told you, it's like just being determined, just being like, I know that there is something for me, it's something waiting and I will find it and I will be surrounded with really amazing people. Yeah, I think when you really know what it is that you want, you end up finding it. But if you're leaving your destiny up to whatever and you don't really have an idea of what you want, then it can take so much longer to find what is truly right for you. Absolutely. Um, so in terms of like role models and mentors, have you had any and, and how useful have they been for you? Yeah, I have, I have had many mentors in my life and I'm really grateful for them, even in Colombia and the UK. Uh, I think that they have been, of course, professors and lecturers from my studies and, of course, like my family. <laughs> uh, but they have been very supportive. They are always answering my questions. For example, when I was choosing my master's degree, 
uh, of course, I had the opportunity to choose different universities and to see them. So I was sharing information with my mentor in Colombia. And he was a professor and he was like, do it, don't do it. This one has this, this type of study will open you many doors, uh, many opportunities. So go there. Now, my mentor in my, in my dissertation, she's from Colombia. She's an engineer as well. She, she's, she has a group here in the UK, like uh, something with women. I forgot the name at the moment, but I will give it to you. Uh, and it's how we can grow in this um, male-dominated world. So I, I think it was awesome just to find her and to encourage you, like, you can do it. Don't worry. Keep going. Um, I think it's, those mentors for me are really, really important, as well as my mom and my sister, that they are always there for me. I think that mostly are like women in my life, my mentors ones, unless my professor in my country. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. So what makes a good mentor? Like what's the best characteristics or qualities about a good mentor? I think a good mentor needs to be honest because it's not only about telling you what you want to hear, it's telling you the truth. And sometimes it's hard because we have an idea in our mind that probably is wrong. So that's why the mentor comes here and explains you what's best for you and how you can achieve what you like or what you want, but in the best way. So it's important to see others' perspective and make you realize like, wow, yeah, maybe I was wrong or yeah, um, I needed the support from them. So I think it's, it's honestly. So there's a concept called EDNI, which is equality, diversity, and inclusion. Um, and it seems to be becoming, you know, quite a popular topic, especially amongst companies where they're trying to be more socially responsible, trying to achieve equality across gender and ethnicity and, and various other things. Um, do you think we need more EDNI in engineering? Uh, yeah, we need it. I think that the gap is still too noticeable. Um, in my master's, we were like evaluating some companies and some industries. And we were seeing that women always were in the lowest positions, while men, we were in the top. So... It's still it's still hard, and I think that engineering um, has that gap very remarkable. So we need to do more. We need to do more. We need to include more uh, women. We need to try to develop women career when in a company to make you um, like to make that balance real because they are saying I've been reading many big industries and they are saying yeah we are trying to include more women but at the end you see at the end you see the data and it's not as the articles for example so there is a lot to do yet so a big question for most women is how do they juggle the idea of motherhood and career and personal life and but you know there's just so much for a woman to juggle 
that's not to say that men don't have to juggle things like that, but there really is a massive pressure on us because we are the the, the gender that has to carry the baby, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very young, but ha- has this thought crossed your mind? Like, are you thinking about it now? Do you have ideas about it? Yeah, of course. Uh, I had, because I had my sister experience. Uh, when she gave birth so I saw her and I I realized about that like she wanted to share with her baby she wanted to have some quality of time mm-hmm. and I think that at this moment uh, we need to like also analyze that and I think that maybe for a company if I'm going there they will see oh yeah you maybe at some point you would like to have a baby uh, but we don't want you for longer or we don't want you many months far away from us. But I think that everything is a balance. And while the baby is growing, you can yeah share some time with the baby, but also try to find some time for what you are passionate about. Because, yeah, it's a big responsibility. But I think that because we are women, we have it. <laughs> So I'm sure that we can handle that. And I've seen many amazing women just continue with their lives, doing their best, and showing the world that it's not impossible. So I think that, yeah, it will be hard, of course, I'm sure. But I think that at some point, yeah, I think that I will find the balance probably to keep what I like. I must say that your generation um, has never been so strong when it comes to balancing. Like I've seen so many women your age and maybe a generation before who are like, yeah, I can do it all. It's fine. Like I'm going to ask for help. I'm not going to be embarrassed to ask for help and I'm going to get help and I'm going to do all the things I want to do in life. I'm not going to not choose everything. And I find that so incredible because maybe like my generation, um, I, you know, women had to literally choose one or the other, but I don't think that's the case going forward. And it's so encouraging. I know, I know. Uh, For me, I don't know if you have seen the prime minister from New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. For me, she's like, she's awesome. I'm like, she was with her baby in the conferences and everything. And I said, well, she's a mom. She's a prime minister. She has a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. I think that also having a supporting partner is important. And I think that men now, they are changing their mind as well. They, are, they, they don't see you as a house mom. They see you as a person like, okay, we both are responsible, responsible of this creature so we will try to help each other. So that's important as well. Yeah, I think it's very exciting what the future holds um, in terms of the mentality of women and the strength and resilience of women, but also men are becoming more sort of supportive and mature about, as you say, their responsibility in parenthood. And so, you know, it's about genders working together. 
Um, and I think it's been too long that we've been living with the tradition of men having a certain role and women having a certain role and actually them not really helping each other out. So um, I think as a species, we're, we're starting to grow up. <laughs> I think so- the same. I think the same. We are starting to grow up. We are, start- we are starting to open our minds to see like, okay, yeah, we both... Uh, are capable we both can help each other so at some point we don't need to sacrifice one life if we both make like a deal it could work and we both will be happy because at the end I've seen many many moms that they are just unhappy they don't feel that their life is going anywhere so that's not the point having a baby doesn't mean that you need to stop your life at all so I think that that's good. And many, many, many young generations, they are thinking like, okay, yeah, if I want babies, but I will, I also still want my life. So I think it's, it's a good mindset. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I'm very excited to see how your career blossoms and good luck with your masters and good luck with placing yourself with the right company that's going to support you and nurture your career as an energy engineer. Um, Maria, it's been so wonderful to meet you and talk with you and thank you so much for being part of this. No, thank you to you. It was an amazing time. It's really nice how you are listening to women, how you are trying to encourage all of us to be together. And I think that we will continue growing. You will see that. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to listening to me. (laughs) It was really nice to meet you. You too. Thanks for listening. And please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews, then the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube on my new series called Esteemed Women. It's all about self-discovery and self-evolution on innovation. So as always, be kind and loving to yourselves. And I wish you all a great week.